Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 94 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. <clears throat> I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about these shows from Friday, December 8th through Sunday, December 10th. And just a quick note on Friday, next Friday's episode, I'll be talking about the Tenure Project Afternoon Show as I confirm results for those. But other than that, we're going to get right into the show. So we're going to start with New Japan with Friday, December 8th shows with <clears throat> New Japan for Rise World Tagline Night 15. This is the uh, semi-falls of World Tag League. So the dark match was both only the Kasushka Mirashima by submission via boss grab four and a half minutes. Then six man tag match with Bull Clubs, Jack Bonza, Balak Valley, Taiji Ishimori, defeating Young Bloods, Yuji Nakashima, and Oscar Lube, and Master Wild, eight minutes and 44 cents via Nepal Thunder Driver on excuse me, Nakashima. Then six man tag match with Minoru Suzuki and Monster Sauce as Alex Saint and Lance Archer. Defeating Grail Khan, Cal Newham, and Inari of United Empire at 10 minutes and 1 seconds via Taco Driver on Newham. Then, six man tag match, we had Hills of Tortures, Yushibu Kamar, Evil, and Show defeating Kutakimi, right? Anyway, Reshka Naguchi at 9 minutes and 23 seconds via World on Naguchi. Then, in tag match, we had Hills of Tortures, Yujiro Takahashi, and Rainerio defeating Tokma Hama and Shota Umino at 43 seconds via X Factor on Hama. Then, an eight man tag match, we had Kitagi, Bishop Khan, Toy Leona. Aloha Sovanaro Jr. and Atlas Jr. They defeated Chaos's number 0.6 man tag match Kasusuko Kata, Tomohiro Ishii, honorary member Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tori Yano. At 10 minutes and 3 seconds, we have Fall from Heaven on Yano. Then, 8 man tag match, we have Just Five Guys, Ido Juro, Jim Sonata, KOBW 2023 Jim Taiji, Yuyo Moore, and Doki defeating Los Inkinawa State opponents, number 0.8 Jim Shingo Nakagi, Yojo Suji, Sonata Jr., and Bushi. At 10 minutes and 5 seconds, we have Deadpool Suplex on Bushi. The first up to non-title semifinal matches. B-Block winners won. Strong Opoi Tetchev's Grass of Destiny. El Fantasmo and Hikolo defeating second place winners of A-Block. Team DK, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Hayes at 16 minutes and 44 seconds via Godsend on Shane Hayes. Then remain the other non-title semifinal match in World Tag League. The runner-ups of B-Block, IWGB Tetchev's Bishamon, Hiroki Go, and Yoshihashi defeating the winners of A-Block, Bull Club War Dogs, Alex Coggin, and Gabe Kim. At 20 minutes and 47 seconds via Aya Kiri on Alice Coglum. The Sora Files on December 10th is Chamber for Shame, a rematch of Night 2 of, of Royal Tag League, but first night of B-Block action. That's the bout. It's Strong Boy Tatchers, Chris Destiny. First, the IWGB Tatchers, Bishamon. So that's uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to Stardom at Tokyo Comic Con, where the only match was the sixth woman tag match, Queen Quest, Gunstar Champions. Champion Yutomi Hayashista, Maya Masaki, and Asumi defeat Great Sea Stars, High Speed Champion May Sarah, 2025 Star Grand Prix Suzuki in Hanago at 25 minutes and 45 seconds via German Suplex. So, stardom. Then we go over to Sunai Girls and Shikiba First Ring. So, this starting the Seahorse tournament, we have the on this show with the quarterfinals and semifinals. Where the falls will take place on January 7, 2024. So the first of four quarterfinal matches, Yuri Suzuki defeating Yuna by submission via sleeper roll at three and a half minutes. The second quarterfinal match is Hanukkah defeating Yusuke via Japanese Lake Girl Clutch at four minutes and 58 seconds. She'll face Yuna Suzuki in the semifinals. First of two non-tournament action and a triple threat match to Curry, Hayata defeating Manami and Yurikua Okada. Oka, sorry, at 12 minutes 26 seconds via pinfall. Our third quarterfinal match of the Seahorse Tournament, Chi-Chi defeating Kazuna Tanaka at 5 minutes 51 seconds via backdrop. Mm. Excuse me, in our final 
quarterfinal match of the Seahorse Tournament. Stones beat Rhea Yamori at 6 minutes and 35 seconds via Canadian backbreaker. She'll face Chi-Chi Chi -Chi in the semifinals. Then our other non-tournament action, tag team action, Sunday Girls World Champion, Mike Iwata, and Sunday Girls Tag Team Chihiro Hashimo versus Dash Kasasko and Rao Mizunami. And to the time on the draw, that went 15 minutes. Then our first of two semifinal matches of the Seahorse Tournament, Yuri Suzuki defeat Hanukkah at 7 minutes, 17 seconds, by submission via ankle lock. And then maybe the other semifinal match, Stone Sabine Chi-Chi at 11 minutes and 48 seconds via Death Valley Bomb, so she'll face Suzuki in the finals. So that was uh, Sendai Girls. Then we go over to NXT level up, where Brooks shows it to be Dion Lex at 5 minutes via King Kong Knee Drop. Gigi Dolan to be Jay Parker 4 minutes and 1 second via Gigi Driver. And the main event and tag team match, we had Charlie Dempsey and Drew Gulak getting the win over Idris and Ophi and Blade at 7 minutes and 10 seconds. So that was NXT level up. And it's sticking with WWE. We're going to go over to Friday Night SmackDown, where we kicked off Tribute to the Drift. This 21st annual. We kicked off the 21st Tribute to the Troops with the Warren Treaty saying God Bless America. And then we got our opening match, the first of two quarterfinal matches of the United States Tell Network Territory on this show. So the four, so Dragon League versus the Escobar is the first match, but the brackets, it's Escobar versus Dragon League. We'll meet the winner of the Bobby Lashley carrying cross match. And then the winner of the Grace Water NXT Superstar match will be the winner of the Austin Theory Kevin Owens match in the semifinals. So basically, we'll find out our first semifinal match after the show. So Dragon Lee connects with a boot, and then close by Santos Escobar of the ring, then Escobar quickly slides back, and as Lee catches with a Hercarana, Escobar slides back out of the ring, and Lee goes fly over the top of him to take him out. He gets him back in the ring, hits a Hercarana that sends him crashing in the corner, then hits a boot to his face from the apron, connects with a super kick. Escobar delivers a hip butt to Lee in the corner to charge him before Lee manages him onto the apron, looks for Hercarana, but Escobar catches him and powerbombs him onto the apron. As we go to a commercial break, we come after break. Escobar, I'm sorry, Lee hits a close on to Escobar, gets him on his shoulders, but Escobar escapes, and Lee hits a drop to him in the corner. Escobar connects with a back elbow, but Lee hits him with a German suplex and runs the ropes. Escobar catches him with a boot, gets him on his shoulders, and it looks to play him, but Lee carries into a roll-up for a two-count. Then he gets an R2 count off a set-up powerbomb, hits a knee, climbs the top, Escobar trips him, and then gets him on his shoulders and drills him to the mat with the Phantom Driver to get a spot in the semifinals at 9 minutes and 9 seconds. This was actually a fun match. I liked their Survivor Series match a little bit better. I'm gonna give this one a six and a half. Just I just thought I thought it was a good match until the ending. I thought the end was kind of a flat ending. Kind of happened out of nowhere, but I still give this one a six and a half out of ten. Now the match NXT North American Champion WWE. He was out at ringside by the way during this match. Stays over Lee and shows up the title. Same message ahead of their match at NXT Deadline on Saturday night. Then we go back to Jeremy and walk in the Nick. All his offs hand him the money. Fallen's fine for him. Laid him out with an RKO last week. Then he questions why he's teaming with LA Knight. All this explains that both him and Knight want to get hands on the bloodline. Then question why the check is $100,000 instead of $50,000 in orange. Just to remind, the reminder is for next time it happens, which I actually got a laugh out of that line. Then Cody Rose makes his money on the ring as province for all what they want to talk about. Then he says, you know what they should talk about. He's a tribute to troops. is a special night, and he's proud to be part of the team and carrying the tradition. He thanks the service men and women in the arena at home on behalf of the WWE and throws to a video showcase and highlights of the past 21 Tribute of the Troops events. Then introduces the uh, Fort Myers, Virginia drill team. And then we go to our second match of the show, our other quarterfinal match of the United States Tournament Tournament. The winner will meet Santos Escobar in the semifinals. 
It's Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Cross wastes no time fire strikes on Bobby Lashley, hits a knee to his midsection, and it followed by several boots. For the Ashes, spills to the outside, and Lashley takes out Cross, gets him back in the ring, connects with a splash, and a core falls with a suplex, and it closes on him out of the ring as we go to commercial break. We come back for break, Cross hits a suplex to Lashley, falls with a boot, and locks for or looks for Cross Hammer, but Lashley sees him coming, lands a flatliner, hits a clothesline, and a splash in the corner for hitting a swing, a leg hook, fires, carries it in a vertical suplex, and falls spear to get the win at 9 minutes and 46 seconds. Not a bad match, I just want 6 out of 10, so Lashley will meet Escobar in the semifinals. I imagine probably the Friday before Christmas, I imagine. But we'll wait and see. Then we go back to the damage control and Bailey volunteers stay in the back during Oscar's match shot Flair later in the show and Dakota Kai forms her that her and the rest of damage control will still be at ringside. Then CM Punk makes his way down the ring. He says he has good news. He says he won't be, get his time cut tonight, taking a shot at his promo on Raw. And Christian fans a champ form. He says Adam Pierce is trying to sign the Raw and fans for a ladder on that show. Then he addresses which brand he's going to sign with and says he'll partly... Partially lead up to the fans. He has fans to do RC him on Raw or SmackDown. And the only one which are all the on over with their cheers. He's an old friend of his, likes to ask fans what they want to talk about. Talk about Cody Rhodes. And says, well, he's famous for talking. He does listen. He's some people don't like this happy go lucky version of him. And says, not about what he talks about with the fans, but about who he talk about. He says, he could talk about Cody Rhodes and has stories to tell him about him, or they could talk about someone who's never here. And that is the Unspeed 30 Universal Chamber of Reigns. He says he acknowledges Roman, but tells him not to forget who the retro Paul Heyman guy is. He says Roman isn't in problems, but his cousins are. He says he doesn't know Soul is a call well enough. But he's quite familiar with Jimmy Uso. He congratulates Jay Uso on his recent sets and says he has to consider factors such as whether or not he wants to fight Jimmy on SmackDown or be friends with Jay on Raw. He addresses Jimmy and Sokoa's match against Orn and Ellie Knight later in the show and asks if he could trust him. Trust them. Says maybe he could fight Kevin Owens and they're too much alike. He references more of a gym stuff. Ron says he's here to listen to fans to hear what Nick all this Shawn Michaels and Adam Pierce out. He says he is the monkey wrench in everyone's plans and future goals. Then says he's back to finish what he started. He says he begins his journey to finish his story on Monday, and that means May evading WrestleMania. I believe he did officially announce his entry in the World Rumble match, but not 100 percent sure on that one. But honestly, this promo on SmackDown was way better than one on, on Raw after Survivor series. Honestly, this promo on SmackDown should have been the promo on Raw, but I, there was reports, I guess, Randy or Dominic went a little too long, so Punk only had like eight to nine minutes to do a promo. The woman should be Elis guy and Kyrie seem make the right out of ring with the rest of damage control, with the exception of Bailey. But EO and Kari get attacked by Sleeve Vega Meacham on the ramp. They look to go to the bag, but Bianca Belair and Shotzi blocked their path. So Bianca, Shotzi, Selena, Meacham all beat up Kari and EO. As we go to Charlotte Flair, it goes more of Asuka. Oscar wastes no top fire kicks on Charlotte's thigh. Then Charlotte hit the back suplex, but Oscar lands a back elbow before Charlotte connects an integrity and a draw kick for the bottom rope to the floor and then fires off chops. Oscar sends a crash in the ring post. Followed by Slaney off the apron, and Sharp crash in the barricade and hit the moon to off the top rope as we go to commercial break. We come out for a Charlotte looks for a figure eight, but Bailey knocks. Charlotte out presented and Charlotte looks at Oscar crash in the Bailey on the apron. Oscar stops her momentum before she can. And then Charlotte. Punches Bailey and off the apron and opens the door for Oscar to roll her up to get the win at six minutes and forty-two seconds. Honestly, I saw way better matches between these two before. Uh, this one I was not a big fan of, and I just won five out of ten. And I, I seen clips that 
Let's say Charmani suffered a legit knee injury because she had to be carried out of the ring after her match. Hopefully, it's not too serious. She was taken off. I believe, yeah, she was taken off this weekend's uh, live house shows due to injury. But hopefully, it's not too bad. Then we go back to seeing oh, his hand CM Punk an envelope before Cody Rose walks in and tells Punk it sounds like he needs to win the World Rumble match to finish his story. He said that's interesting and then shakes Punk's hand. Then we go to our main event match, Rainy Tactic Match, Rainy Orn and LA Knight teams up to go get Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso up the bloodline. Rainy Orn fires stomped on Jimmy Uso in the corner. LA Knight takes it and lands a right hand on Jimmy, followed by a low draw kick. Orn takes himself in as Knight runs the ropes and Sokoa takes it on his side. And both men stare each other down and Jimmy attacks Orn from behind as we get a commercial break. We come out for break. Orn hits a back suplex to Jimmy before Solo and Knight take it and Knight fires right hand on Sokoa, followed by a neck breaker and fire stomps in the corner. Solo responds with a belly belly suplex, does his night crash it in the mat, and then hits a hip attack. Jimmy takes and hits a chop to Knight, and Sokoa comes legal, and then Knight is whipped in the corner. Sokoa looks for a hip attack, but Knight sees him coming and ducks out of the way as he hits a bulldog off the middle room, takes Orn in. Jimmy becomes legal and gets level with a gets hit with a pair of clotheslines from Orn. Orn catches him with a power slam, but Jimmy pulls him out of the ring, then Orn sends his face bouncing off the announce table and then puts him on top of it. Gets him back in the ring, hits a DDT off the middle room for Sokoa. He attacks from behind, fires with right hand. Looks to hit Smoke Spike, but Knight catches him with a DDT. Looks to hit Jimmy with BFT, but Orn interferes and lays him out RKO to get the win for his team at 11 minutes and 34 seconds. This was a fine main event. It's basically the fast lane match, just switch Orn for Cena. I guess one is 6 out of 10. Then after the match, Knight and Orn celebrate to close out this week's SmackDown Tribute to the Troops episode. Overall, Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. This is kind of a skippable episode. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, honestly, if I overall score, I just want a six out of ten. Only match I recommend watching, honestly, is Dragon League versus uh, Santos Escobar. So next week, SmackDown, our final two core final matches of the U.S. Tournament Terrace Tournament. Crazy World will face the NXT Superstar. We don't know who that is yet. And Austin Three will go one with Kevin Owens. So that was uh, SmackDown. And we'll go to AEW Rampage, where we're kicking off with the international title on the line, Orange Cassidy defense in Helga. And by before I forget, they were live in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, for the show. So Cassie and Helga take turns logging charts, mission holds before Cassie lands a Hurricanrana, but Helga rolls out of the ring for a breather, then slides back in. Cassie catches with a Hurricanrana, falls with a draw kick, grabs his knee before Helga lands a chop block, and Cassie lands on the outside. Serpentico takes a few cheap shots, and Helga gets him back inside the ring. He keeps wearing down Cassie's knee, locks his knee submission. Well, as we go to a commercial break. After break, inhale, go delivers a chop block to Cassie's injured knee and sends him crashing into the top turn bottle. Then sends him crashing to the mat with a back suplex. Cassie misses Dundog Miller in beach break, but can't make his way over to inhale, go to pin him in time. And Helga lands a boot, but it runs off by Denhausen and Tris while he does so. Serpentico charges him across the ring, but Denhausen ducks out of the way and curses Helco. Opens the door for Cassie to whirl him up for a two count. Then Helco sends Cassie crashing into Denhausen on the apron. On the outside, Serpentico had like a crossface or a camel clutch on Denhausen logged on the floor. When Helco locks Cassie in a Navarro deathlock, but Cassie makes his way to the bottom rope to break the move. Well, Denhausen does the same on the outside, but the referee wasn't counting Denhausen's rope break. Then he looks. Sam Pentagon is kicking out a cheap shot at Cassie, but Dan House prefers to butt punch him in the nuts. And then Cassie hits an orange punch to get the win and retain the international championship at 11 minutes and 50 seconds. 
fun little opening match. Inukas is retained. I guess one eight six out of ten. But like Denhausen and Semper did face off on the dark. They had a dark match on Rampage. And then we go to our second match on the show. Abaddon goes one with Trish Adore. Trish Adore hits a pair of forms and hits a series of chops in a knee, but Abaddon sits straight up. Adore hits a second knee, but Abaddon lands a right hand across the spine. Then they fall with a knee and several more right hands, but before Adore hits a jobber in a big boot, Abaddon connects with a kick under the jaw, jumping knee, and Black Delilah to score the win at 3 minutes and 31 seconds. Fun little quick three minute, three and a half minute match. I just won three out of ten. Then after the match, the lights go out. T when they come back on, TBS team, Julie Hart is staying behind Abaddon, drops the towel in front of Abaddon, and she, sorry, they picked it up. Lights go out again, and Julia disappears along with the TBS towel, and Abaddon gets frustrated with the TBS towel being taken away from Abaddon, being known. The match number three, semi-mavent, tight to match, and Canelo's get a catch and power helps represent the Don Cowles family. Goes along with the Fallen Angel, Christopher Davis, and Matt Seidel. Daniel fire Daniel's fires up several strikes in powerhouse before Hobbs runs him over until they're slamming the tags and the Kesha. The Kesha lands a jump form and climbs back on the rope middle open hits a senton. Dale slams a jobber and takes inside out. Side out fires kicks on the Kesha and takes him down as we go to commercial break. After the break, Hobbs hits a power from the side out, takes the Kesha and inside out catch up with a hurricane and a jumping knee. And then Hobson deals take it, and Hobson spy much possible for Walsh. Dangerous slam. They get the win at uh, 8 minutes and 38 seconds. Uh, this was actually a pretty fun tag match. I just won 6 out of 10 as well. Then our main event, the Blue League match of the 2023 Continental Classic. Brian Dalesen goes one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, Dale Garcia. Dalesen coming in with 3 points. Garcia so. Coming up with zero. Masters of the logo. They go back forward until Garcia unloads on Dale's head, hits a running boot in the right hand to the side. Dale's head. Falls with a draw kick before Dale's responds with German suplex as we do commercial break. Sure. Excuse me. After the break. After the break, Dale's head. Yes, kiss to Garcia. They go back forward until open pop strikes, but Garcia hits a power before Dale's head carries into a triangle, then sets up by Psycho Knee, but Garcia avoids it and Rio stands it into rolling him up, but Dancer kicks out and Garcia locks in a dragon tamer. But Dancer grabs on the Garcia's neck to escape, but Garcia hits him with a pile driver. Garcia hits a boot to the side, Daniels' head, Farza stomps and charges, but Dancer catches with a psycho knee. Farza stomps and locks with a bell lock. So Garcia fades as Aubrey Edwards calls for the bell, and Brian Dancer goes up to six points at 15 minutes and 35 seconds. Really fun match. These two never had bad matches. I just went eight out of ten. So Blue League Saints after night six non spoilers. In first place, Brian Nails and Joyce Border King at the top with six points, two wins, and zero losses. And then Andrea Elo takes second place with three points, one win, zero loss. And Claudia Cousin also has three points, but he has one win and one loss. And Eddie Kingston and Dale Garcia are both in last place with zero points, but Kingston has no wins and two losses, while Garcia has no wins and three losses. Overall, this rampage, I give this one a six out of ten. Honestly, only match I would recommend checking out is Danielson versus Garcia. That's the only match you should really go check out. But that is rampage. And then we'll go to the Saturday, December 9th shows, and we'll stay with AEW as we go to Collision. 
And we kick it off with the first up two Blue League Continental Classic League matches. Claudio Casanoli coming up with three points versus the winless Eddie Kingston. And Kevin Kelly did make point that if Kingston loses, he is mathematically eliminated. So basically, he has to win to still have a chance. <laughs> Match starts with Claudio catching Kingston with a kick before Kingston comes back with a big bat fix and a suplex. But Claudio rolls to the floor. So Kingston dove on him, gets it back in the ring, and only gets a two count. Casanoli counter counters a Kingston move attempt with a neutralizer for a two count. Then he does a giant swing for Kingston in the sharpshooter. Claudio draw kicks I see the Kingston in the corner, paying homage to Kashiri Shibata, and that gets a two count. Claudio continues uh, to be in control as he ducks some Kingston chops with a short... Or duck, blah, 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 counters Kingston chops with a short arm. Pulls on for a two count. Kingston threw a couple punches for Claudio... Uh, hits him with strikes in the corner before he superplex him for a two count going to a pitcher pitcher break we come back for break Claudio is doing control Kingston coming out of the break but he was not able to put him away Kingston rallies up and throws some chops Claudio no solves but Kingston nails him with a punch in the face and then puts him down with a close on for a two count Claudio fights back and gets a couple near falls for a lock of the STF before Kingston gets to the rope to the bottom rope to break the move <clears throat> Kingston ducks a Regola bomb, but Claudio drops him with an uppercut for a close two count, and then both men got to their feet by train slaps, before Kingston catches Claudio with a spin back fist, which Claudio knows so, so he lays him out with an uppercut, Kingston drops him with another spin back fist, goes for the car, but got a 2.9, I actually thought that, I think that was like the third spinning back fist, I actually thought that was it. Kingston connects with spinning back fist number four, hoists him up, it but he counters into a rail for a two-go, but Kingston reverses and got his own roll-up to get the win and gets first three points on the board at 18 minutes and four seconds. Excellent match to kick off collision. I just went a eight out of ten. Honestly, out of three matches, this is my second favorite. The Grand Slam one is still my favorite. The one at Death Force Honor was still pretty good. Or, no, sorry, Supercar Honor. My apologies. That was the one in March. There... All those have been eight out of ten, but they've been really good. Then we get a promo from John Moxley that aired from Wednesday. He's the difficulty of his matches that they were supposed to be hard in the Continental Classic. He says very causing to stay on top of the industry. Moxley was very well right now. That's where we realize that there's a price we're not to pay. Moxley would be a long night and straggler that it's a justice or that swear packs a lunch when they meet at winter is coming. They were named Paget is backstage with FTW Champion Hook. It has but his issues with the ringing or peer team where Yuta. And speaking of you, he walks into the picture and he calls Hook a paper champion. Says it's amateur champion. Yuna says Renee could be interviewing an honorable champion like him. Hook says it was really honorable when he kicked Kashari Shibata in the in the crotch for Yuna challenging to an FTW rules match. Imagine we're probably going to get that either next week or maybe a final battle, but we'll wait and see. And we go to our second match of the show. Will Nango goes wild with Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. I mixed both. I combined both of her names together. So both ladies end up a ringside where Martinez shoves Will into the barricade and hits a, a draping neckbreaker off the barricade as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Nyko hits a missile draw kick off the middle rope, falls with a cannibal in the corner, goes for the cover, but Martinez gets her, <clears throat> grabs the bottom rope for a rope break. Demon comes in the April, got knocked off by Nine Gill. She goes for a move on Martinez, but she holds on to her back that she couldn't hit it. So Martinez takes advantage by hitting a fisherman suplex for a two count. Martinez falls with a serious suplex, holds her up in a razor ace position, slams her down face first before Nine Gill gets a roll up on Martinez. 
a Mercedes for the win at 9 minutes and 49 seconds. Fun match between these two ladies. I just won 6 out of 10. Then after the match, Martinez and Diamante attacked Nightingale as Diamante pulls out a smaller and a pipe under the ring to use weapons before Chris Taylor's music hits and she runs down. Or they look on the stage as Stanley enters behind him with a chain in hand and they run them off. So we're probably going to get a probably a tag team street fight or something on the, in a future episode or even a ring of our final battle. But we'll wait and see. The backstage Renee Paquette interviews Matt Menard, Andrew Parker, and Jake Hager. Menard and Parker were Going to talk about having a match in Montreal, but Jager, uh, Jager, Hager interrupts to complain about Dan House and stuffing his hat down his pants. He had bad hat fever and wouldn't be at ringside. So once Hager left, Minar and Parker spoke having a match in Montreal for our friends of Vainly. Ruby Solskjaer has a ball with Parker before Soraya and Anna J also show up as Minar drags Parker away. And Soraya said she would not be in the corner of Ruby when she faced Riho next week at Winter is Coming because she, she because she has something to some blah, 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 has something to prove to her. And that takes us in a commercial break. We come back for break. We get a promo from Swear Strickland. He spoke about being the leader of the company. Regardless, it's rather in the ring on TMZ or he was on the field with NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. Then he dressed his face in John Moxley. And he says Moxley does fun and thinks and so does he. Both of those guys, by the way, are first place with nine points. So the winner basically goes to 12 or even 10 if they go to the 20 minute time on the draw. Then we go to our third match of the show. Warlow goes on Willie Mack. Warlow uh, stuffs to take down ten for, before Mac threw for punches, but Warlow just draw kicks him. He charges that Warlow charges at Mac, but he moves and pulls the top rope down, causing Warlow to end up on the floor. Mac doles from the ring, <clears throat> but then take one sweet. So back in the ring, he got him down and hits a standing move to far one count. Mac goes for a running hit, just takes him, but Warlow catches him and power bombs him. Warlow falls with another power bomb, turns him inside out with a clothesline, hits a last right, leaves the ring where the referee checks on Willie Mac and calls off the match. So Warlow wins by referee stoppage. At 3 minutes and 13 seconds. This is alright. I guess one 3 out of 10. And then we get a recap. of eight World Champs. Ricky Starks and Big Bill. <coughs> attacking Chris Jericho. After the full gear media set. Um, media scrum. And then we go to Kenny Omega. Versus Ethan Page. Omega sends Paige to the floor and does the Terminator. Matt clap. Runs the ropes. Try to dive over the top of Paige. Returns to the top of the ropes and hits Omega with a cutter. Omega ropes to the floor before Paige can go for the cover. So Omega finishes rise while they fire ringside. Hits a moonsault off the barricade. Then back inside the ring gets a two count. Goes for a suplex by the ropes. And both men tumble over the ropes heading to the floor. As we get a pitcher and pitcher break. They come back for break. Omega power bombs Paige, hits with a feed trigger, and then go at a two cam. Omega hits a rolling senton, went for a second or booze over Paige avoids it. Omega comes back quickly, hits a snap dragon suplex. Paige got power on the ropes and hits a power slam off the middle rope for a two count. Try to go for Eagle's edge, but Omega slips out, went for one wing angel. But Paige just gave the rolls him up for a two count. Omega caught Paige with two feed triggers and puts him away with the one wing angel. At 12 minutes and 39 seconds. Really fun match between both of these guys. The Battle Canadians. I guess want a 7 out of 10. I actually would not mind these two running it back. Then after the match, Omega helps Paige to his feet. Raise on for leaving to have a moment in the ring. He goes to the stage, plays to the crowd before Big Bill comes out and lays him out with a boot to the head. And then Paige leaves the ring to check on Omega while Bill uh, stood over with his tag tail over his head. 
Then we go backstage. Lexi Nier is with CJ Perry. Perry ran through Andrade Eagles credentials, said he had the tools to beat Brian Danielson before Miro shows up and says that he's Perry's husband. And can recall the last time she said so many good things about him. Miro could understand why Perry was so bothered about telling her to stay home. Miro spoke about dynamic between his mother and his father before he said he won't touch Andrade during the tournament. But when is he's finished, so is he. So I guess we're doing the jealous husband storyline, I guess. I'm I'm not a big fan of the story. I do like Miro, don't get me wrong, but I'm so tired of this jealous husband bullshit storyline. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest with you. And we had TBS champion Julia Hart promo. She spoke of seeing behind the mask people wear. She said she can't see Fred Abaddon. Then we go to match number five, semi-minute tag team match, Pentagon Jr. and Commander. Goes one with Quebec's own Matt Menard and Angel Parker. Pe Pentagon does his uh, hand gesture before Menard yells at him. And then uh, there's a handshake at the end of the Pentagon-Menard exchange. Then Menard takes the cheap shot before both men take out. Before Menard and Parker were working over Pentagon and Commander hitting into a pitcher break. We come back for Pentagon takes in and clears right before Pentagon and Menard tease dies, but it's slid past Menard and Parker as they're ducking before hitting them with super kicks. Back in the ring, Menard locks Penta in a Boston crap, but Commander breaks up with a kick. Commander takes and takes that double team lumbar from the Quebec boys for a two kill. Pentagon clears Menard from the ring and hells up Parker in a fear factor position. Well, Kamara walks up and does a backflip into the spike portion, which Kamara pins Parker to get the win at 10 minutes and 59 seconds. This is actually a really enjoyable, fun tag team match. I just went 6 out of 10. Anyway, the field package on Shane Taylor Keith Lee sent up their match for Ring of Honor's final battle this Friday. Then we have a brief field pad Aaron O'Connell Clive matches from Dynamite. And then we get uh, post match clubs from. Mark Bresco, Jay Lethal, as they are been eliminated from from the Continental Classic. Officially, they are mathematically eliminated. And speaking of the Continental Classic, we go to our main event, the other Blue League match. Brian Danielson coming in with six points, who is at two wins and zero losses. First, Andrade El Elo, who has three points, but he's one and oh. <coughs> so Danielson offers a handshake, which Andrade accepts before he hits a dragon. A series of dragon screw leg whips before Danielson comes back to Andrade to the floor for time for the ropes and hits him. Hopefully, Tope series it. As we go to pitcher and pitcher break, we come back for break. We see uh, Danielson was bleeding above the eye because during the pitcher and pitcher, Andrade boots Danielson's ballet and returns to the ring. And then he kicked him and removed his eye patch. So, so once we come out of break, I'd say uh, Danielson fights back, ends up going for a Tope series, but Andrade hits him for the floor. And at last, we'll point at Danielson's blood on his arm. And when there's uh, five minutes left, basically at the 15 minute time, at 15 minute mark, Dalesen caught Andre on the ropes and suplex him for a two count. Dalesen tried to hook Andre into the label lock, but Andre gets his foot on the ropes, tried to go for my side knee, but Andre sidesteps it and puts Dalesen down with a spinning elbow to the bad eye. Then there was two minutes left and both men trade punches. Dalesen threw a couple kicks and draw kicks Andre in the corner for Andre catches Dalesen with another elbow. Following double knees to the back of Danielson's head, three elbows on his bat eye, and lays him out with the hammerlock DT to get the victory. As his ugh, three more points on the board puts him up at six at 18 minutes and 33 seconds. But this is actually the longest match in the in the entire Continental Classic, with Eddie and Claudio being the second. <coughs> oh, this has been a really great match between both guys. I just want a nine out of ten. I actually would not mind this match running back.
but this was fun. So Andrade ties up with Danielson and Brody King with six points. But I'll do the full stands after. Then after the match, two trains and Andrade check on Danielson before Claudio cuts on whether you're running out. Claudio tries to pull Andrade away, but Andrade shoves Claudio and he tells him to leave the ring. Uh, and then Danielson was showing the ring at the close of the collision. By the way, th this is a storyline because there was reports on the next day saying it should work. But this collision was actually a really enjoyable episode. I just won 8, eight out of 10. Honestly, I would watch this whole show. The only match I'd probably say don't watch is the World of Willie Mac match. But if I had to pick three, I say watch the two Condo Classic matches and Omega versus Page. So the Blue Lake standings after night seven. Andrade, Elo, Brian Diaz, and Brody all tied with, in first place with six points. As Andrade, Elo, and Brody King are two and oh, and Dielsen is two and one. And then second place, Cody Cusano, and it keeps the time with three points, one win, and two losses. And Dale Gusser still in last place with zero points, with no wins, and three losses. So that is uh, AEW Collision. And now we'll go over to NXT Deadline. Seven matches, one on the pre-show and six on the main show. And by before I get on this, with the two Iron Savar matches, I'm not going to go move for move. I'm just going to say the winners, how many points, and how they got them, and the entrance. Basically, everything, but basically, move for move. Anyway, so we'll kick over with the our only pre-show match, Nathan Frazier versus Axiom. Match starts with a chain wrestling before Axiom takes on Frazier with a short tackle. Frazier reverses into a leapfrog, into an ankle lock. Frazier, but Frazier quickly rolls out for Axiom. First, her hurt route with a cartwheel. And Frazier turns Axiom inside with a running knee. Frazier puts Axiom in a deep armbar. Axiom escapes but eats a drawkey from Frazier. <coughs> Before he plants Axiom, Frazier's in the second, second turn with a flatliner. Axiom versus Archer in the octopus hook, but Frazier gets a rope break. Then he puts him in the corporal clutch, which Frazier grip finds. Axiom escapes with a rope for a two count. Before Frazier hits Axiom with a uh, springboard reverse D paying homage to AJ Stalls for a two count. Axiom recovers and hits Frazier with a PK kick for a two count. Uh, Frazier gets a two-count up an inside crowd. Axiom crutches Frazier on top in the center before he dumps him the ringside with a flying punch. Then he go hits him with a uh, triangle moonsault. Back inside the ring, Frazier hits Axiom with the superplex turn into a final cut for a two-count. Before Axiom forwards a Phoenix splash into Gary, Frazier catches with a look low hook kick to the jaw. Frazier would swap out of the air with a super kick before he reverses going Frazier with a super kick of his own for a two-count. And then Axiom hits Frazier on the top of the camel Gary. Then hits a Spanish fly off the top of That was actually a beautiful spot. And then lays him out with the going ratio to get the win at 10 minutes and 49 seconds. Fun opening pre-show match to kick off. Deadline, I just won 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Axiom hands his hand. Frazier's out of the way, but and gets him a hug instead. And that basically closed out the pre-show because the rest were just... Um, Like video clips hyping the matches and stuff. Then we kick off the actual main show with Shawn Michaels coming out of his ring. And he said, Dilla is the last pay per view of the year for WWE. Then he does his Are You Ready line to fire the crowd. And then before CM Punk makes his way down to the ring, Punk jokes wonder if they need to drop the sucking line for it's so real that he's making up HBK now before HBK says, Nice hoodie. Because Punk was wearing a Bret Hart uh, sweater 
Punk jokes he forgot to wear his HBK merch. Punk knows he's also made with Triple H is about healing now. Punk said he has good and bad news. He said the good thing about not remember what they have to say is they got random moments like taking a selfie with his childhood hero. For Punk said if he's going to be on Raw or SmackDown, the crowd booed and did an NXT chant. Punk then teased Sonny with NXT before Punk soaking the chants. And then Colt the person I play, so he was Punk to wrap up. Harmless little segment to, to kick off the main show. Uh... Deadline, they will do our opening match for the North American title. Dominic Mysterio defends against Dragon Lee. But I'll do, I did predictions on Friday, on Friday's show, and I'll tell you each match which I got wrong or correct. So this match, the North American title, I did get wrong because I, spoiler, I got this one wrong, but I'll, but basically after each match, I'll tell you Anyway, uh, Dragon Lee dumps Dominic two rings. I hit him with a flip dive for hits him with a high kick and then Kirk rounds him into the corner. Hits a slingshot wrecking ball kick for a two count where he took him down with an arm bar, but Dominic quickly gets the rope for a uh, rope break. Then he hyper extends Dragon's leg over the top rope. Dominic uh, misses a DT on the apron. Send Dragon to the floor before. Uh, sorry, he hit the D on it, sent Dragon to the floor. So he hits him with a Irish in the corner and he, and then uh, gloats in Ray Mysterious direction. He works on Dragon with some offense, throws his t-shirt in the face, and continues to taunt Ray as he beats up on Dragon. Then does the Eddie Guerrero shimmy in front of Ray of his father Ray. Gets a two count with a slingshot Sinton, hits with the three Migos before he broke up his own pin to continue mocking Ray. So Dragon so Lee punches Dominic in the face and then puts him in a tree alone. Then hits him with a double stop off the top. Rope that's installed to ring. That was actually a fun spot. <clears throat> and the referee starts his 10 count. Both men get back in. Dragon rallies for strikes and hitting super kick. Before he hits Dominic with the hesitation drop in our trio double stomp for a two count. As Dominic gets to puts his hand on the rope for a rope break, Dom stops a running, stops Dragonly, a running Dragonly with a drop for a two count before both men trade kicks. Dominic slips out of a powerbomb and hits Lee with a powerbomb of his own for a two count. And then I laughed where Dominic was going for 6 1 Ray, so he hoped he slips. So I did get a laugh out of that line. Dominic missed 6 1 9, so Dragon hits him with a sit problem for a 2 count, then hits him with Destino to get the win and win the North American title at 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Fun match to kick off the main show off deadline. I give this one 7 out of 10. And like I said, this match I got wrong. I'm actually kind of glad I got this wrong. I'm glad Dominic's no longer. Honestly, I think since Dominic. Left his dad, joined the best name of his career. But honestly, he didn't really need the title anymore. But I know Drag Lee's an our main roster guy, but still, this was a fun match. I just went seven out of ten. And then after the match, Ray celebrates with Dragon Lee. Then we get a different shot to Brandon Court, NXT Jim, and Dragon Robin in the day. And then we go to our second match of the show, the Women's Iron Survivor match. So Blair Davenport gets the win over Tiffany Trap, last legend, Clowney Jordan, and Fallon Hill at 25 minutes. So the final score was Blair Davenport had three, Tiffany Trap and Fallon Hill both had one, last legend with two points, and Clowney Jordan with zero. So Fallon Henley and Blair Davenport started before Tiffany Trap was number three, and then last legend came out number four, and then Clowney Klein, Jordan was number four, and last legend was number five. So so basically, what I'm, I'm just gonna tell how each point in the times and stuff. Same, and the men's are gonna be the exact same way. So player down four gets the first win by pin found Henley. 
at 9 minutes 45 seconds via uh, Alabama Slam. Then at 12 minutes 11 seconds, Fountain Helen gets herself a point by pinning Tiffany Stratton via Shawnee Wizard. Then last night, she got two pins on Tiffany Stratton. She basically double pinned him, so it counts as two pins. At 16 minutes 26, after she chokes him, Stratton and hits Fountain Hill with a powerbomb on top of Stratton, so she stacked him to get two points. Then at 20 minutes and 15 seconds, Blair Denver gets her second point by pinning Colonel Jordan with a double foots up off the top rope to the back. Then Stratton gets on the board at 23 minutes and 10 seconds by pinning Last Legend via prettiest moonsault ever. Then Blair Denver at 24 minutes and 43 seconds, she gets her third and final point by pinning Fountain Helly with a knee strike with the uh, Kamagoi. So when Legend came out, I think there was only like 15 seconds left, 15, 20 seconds left on the clock. No, sorry, t like 10, 12 seconds left. So basically, Blair Devil was running around the ringside, and Blair Devil will get the NXT Women's Tall Match at New Year's Evil. And by for the men's Iron Sword, the winner gets the NXT Tall Match at New Year's Evil as well. And then after the match, Blair Devil talks trash to Lana Falkyria. She makes her entrance before we get to return on Cora J, tags her from Maha, and then poses with the women's on the. Uh, and, so, and by the way, the women's arms for match gets an 8 out of 10. This was an excellent match. I like this year's women's arms for match way better than last year's. This was fun. And I got this match wrong because I said Tiffy Strand should win it, but I'm actually glad Blair Denbor won. <coughs> Excuse me. And then we get Trick Williams and Cameron Hayes Warner backstage. Mel asks Trey how he's feeling. He says he's locked in. Trick says Mel better also take our bits with Lexus King. Mel says he's doing. Carmelo says he's going to take care of Lexus, try to break Trick Mellow Gang. So we go to that match now. Carmelo Hayes versus Lexus King. So King asks for a hand by Melios. So he won't give how he won't give in how he's trying to mess with him and Trick Wayne. So he puts him in the deep headlock before King takes him Hayes down with a right hand. Carmelo drags King down for some ground and pound action. Lexus rolls to the rings of the stall for a bit. Then Used to top of the Drake King in for a slingshot style. Hayes hits King for a series of Ardricks and a dropkick as he rolls to ringside to stall. They trade chops at ringside. King hurts his on the ring post with a chop, then stops on the injured hand on the steps. He comes Carmel rallies for chops while also work on Lexus King's injured hand. Before he catches one integrated for King, hits him with a wrecking ball draw kick. He works on Carmel offense for a two count. Lexus hits Carmel with a kick and drape and a draping double stump for a two count. And then King got mellow with an order layer for a two count. Then he locks Hayes in a with a half boss of crap before he hits him with a couple of backbreakers. He block before Hayes blocks a throw with a crossbody. Lexus turns Carmel inside out with a running knee. King then asks Carmel to shake his hand to show people what the snake he is. So he took his hand and it flips him the bird, then drags him to the top row with both men trade hands. Lexus takes a spill to the ring, so where Carmel also falling to his left knee. So the referee starts to can pan count, but both men break it. So they trade right hands for Carmel Rise for clotheslines and a spoon boiler. Hayes hits Lex with a Mexico slam for a two count. Lexus blocks his need to block a final cut. So Lexus hits the jacket for a two count. Carmel escapes a suplex before both men trade kicks. King blocks a super a springboard with a punch and then hits him with a backbreaker. But Carmel comes back with the code breaker. Then nothing but net to get the win. 11 minutes and 13 seconds. Not a bad match. I thought the crowd was kind of dead for most of this match. I could just run a 6 out of 10. <clears throat> I'm sorry, 5. I, I, actually, yeah, I'm going to leave it at 6 out of 10. Maybe 5.5 at the most. 
as Carmel was hopping to the back left, just grabs the mic and yells, Mello. King says it was not him who attacked Trick Wife. Said thanks, Mel, for giving a spot in the PLE. He's about to rush the ring, but decided to hit to the back to close up that statement. And then backstage, Kelly KK interviews Cora Jade. Jade goes about coming back. She's been gone for four months and back in the deepest women's division all of WWE. NXT and Cora chasing it, but told Kelly to see her on Tuesday. Then we can find out our next NXT here will be at Clarkfield, Tennessee, which is Vengeance Day. And then back, Trick White's apologies come back about doubting him. Then praises for what for Carmel for whooping Lexus ass. Mel says Trick needs to do his thing in the arms and it whooped that trick. Then leaves her while all hyped up. Then we go to our fourth match of the show, the men's Iron Smart match, where the winner gets the Dixie Tall match at uh, New Year's Evil as well. And Trick Williams gets to win at by defeat Dijak, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Todd Ray at 25 minutes. So the score was Trick Williams with four, Dijak, Braun Breaker, Todd Ray with three points, and Josh Briggs with two. So the or went to Josh. The, Dijak and Josh Briggs start the match. Then Tarbay came out number three. Trick Wayne came out number four. And Braun Breaker came out number five. There was actually a lot of pinfalls in this one more than the ladies. So at five minutes, Josh Briggs got pinned by Dijak after Feature Eyes. So Dijak gets his first point aboard before at the seven minute two seven minute and two second mark. Josh Briggs gets his first point aboard by hitting Dijak with a clothesline from Hellpain almost to JBL. And then Tarbay got his two pins back to back. First he pinned Dijak with schoolboy at 9 minutes and 2 seconds. And then at 13 minutes and 55 seconds, he pins Trick Williams with the title jar at 97. So Braun Breaker literally in 30 seconds literally got his only three points on the board. He uh pinned Josh Breaks first with this. He pinned Josh Breaks target and Dijak all with spears. He he pinned Josh Breaks at 15 minutes and 15 seconds. Then nine seconds later, he pinned bait with this at 15 minutes 24 seconds, and then literally 10 seconds later, he pins Dijak at 15.34. The Dijak gets his second point on the board by pinning Trick Wise after a spinning big boot at 17 minutes and 54 seconds. Then 18 minutes and 28 seconds, Tyler Bate gets his third and final point on the board by pinning Dijak after Braun hit him with a hurt Frankenstar and then a set out powerbomb. And then Dijak and Josh Briggs both get their point. Dijak gets his third and final point while Briggs gets his final second as they. <clears throat> both hit Breaker and Trick Williams with a diving moonsault. Dijak pinned Williams or Briggs pinned Breaker. And then basically, literally, the last four points went to Trick Williams. So at 23 minutes, 46 seconds, he pinned both. He pinned Josh Briggs or Schoolboy. And at 24 minutes, 27 seconds, he rubbed Dijak's due to the health of Eddie Thorpe. Then at 24 minutes and 40 seconds, he pinned Tyler with a uh, jackknife. There literally with four seconds left on the clock at 24 minutes and 56 seconds. He pins Braun Breaker with a running high knee, and the fans in Bridgeport went crazy for this. But Trick Williams is your normal contender for the NXT title. By the way, uh, I forgot to mention the Carmelo Hayes match and this match, I both got right correctly. So back two back to back matches got right. I could just want to eight out of 10 as well. But again, I, I liked <coughs> the men's. I like this year's Iron Star matches way better than last year's. But congratulations, Trick Williams, for getting that shot. And then we go to match number five, the semi-main event, a steel cage match between Keanu James and Roxanne Perez. Keanu wins for a shot with the loaded bait but misses before she gains control by tossing Roxanne in by tossing Roxanne before Roxanne reverses a cup. 
catapult into one of her own. Keon tries to skip the cage for his drop by two draw kicks. Roxanne catches her with a kick before Keon blocks a crossbar with a catch, then tosses her into the cage and then puts her hand inside the cage and then kicks the cage with her hand on it. And then she stayed in control before she got to get off a spine buster. Roxanne sidesteps the tackle sent Keon into the cage before Roxanne sends Kiana down with a sea of centom and a shotgun draw kick. Tosses her in the cage for a few times while talking trash. Hits her with a side rush of leg sweep and a north uppercut for a two count. Roxanne climbs to the top of the cage. Kiana climbs off the top of the third as both ladies trade bouillet punches. Kiana crumbles to the top of press, kicks down Kiana before Kiana shoves press into the cage and then hits her with an avalanche powerbomb for a two count. Then rams her head into a cage a few times before Roxy reverses the powerbomb into Pop Rocks. And then once Roxy does get the cover, uh, Kiana kicks out. So Kiana escapes the Rocks Pop Rocks attempt and tries to escape the cage. But in, in NXT, they really ever do escape. It's only pin for submission. So uh, Kiana brought a chair in the ring, but Roxy ducks the chair but kicks the chair out of the hands of Kiana before she is he damn appear in her and slaves occasionally in front of Roxanne. Then Kiana hits her with the chair and says to deal breaker. That's what fake Joseph calls it. That's what I'm going to call it. The deal breaker to get the win at 11 minutes and 27 seconds. Not, not a bad match. I thought the crowd was dead for pretty much this whole match. With except for a couple spots. I mean, they were probably burnt out from that men's Iron Safari match. Honestly, I get a 25 out of 10. And then we get a promo again for the who the eight man are going to be in this year's men's breakout tournament. And then we found out two more matches have been made for uh, NXT. It's Dodge versus Eddie Four, and another six person tape. It's metaphor. This time, Gogus Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Fallon Henley. And then we go to our main event for the NXT Championship. Ilya Dragunov defends against Baron Corbin. Corbin puts Ilya in a side hitlock, take down and start the match, but Ilya. Makes the chop on Corbin. Corbin quickly went back inside. Did went back to his side. Hitlock takedown. <clears throat> and in this case, whatever it's like, gives Corbin's uh, tackles and chops. Corbin dumps Ilya to rings with a close on for Ilya comes back with an Iyasuka kick and dumps himself in Corbin to rings with a lariat. Ilya gives Corbin a German suplex on the floor before Corbin hits him with a front suplex at the edge of the announce table. Corbin slices up the kick gives Ilya snake eyes on the turnbuckle as he continues to work over Ilya. Before he forwards a comeback sentot and <clears throat> gives Ilya a diving layer for a two count. Ilya escapes a fireman's scare, gives Corbin a chop to the back of the neck as his try to go for a German suplex, but his ribs give out. So Corbin brings Ilya into a DDT and then Corbin hugs to mock his past Tuesday. Then he asks if he wants a hug, you got him. Then he gives Ilya a Uranagi, then lifts him into a gut buster before Ilya uses overhead kicks to block a dragon sleeper. And then both men trade strikes for Corbin escapes a chokes them with a knee strike. Ilya catches Corbin a dive a drive by knee. Ilya struggles to get to the top row and ends up hitting a diving senton on Corbin. And then Ilya and Corbin trade uh right hands before both men end up crumbling on the mat after taking each other. Oh, both men got to their feet and trade uh right hands. Ilya before Ilya drives Corbin in the corner and lands machine gun chops. Corbin to the bottom turbuckle and then hits paintbrush boots. And a running bottom run boot, and then he gave him a brace German suplex for a two count. Then he tried to go for another suplex, but his ribs gave out. So Eli staggers Corbin with a big boot before Corbin punches Eli on top on the injured ribs. Corbin hits Eli with a super choke slam. Then Corbin so fed you when he fall down to get a near fall. 
Corbin locks that Dragon Sleeper, but Ely escapes it. Corbin blocks the German Suplex with back oboe. Ely puts Corbin in Farmer's Gate, hits with a Death Valley Drummer onto the bomb turnbuckle. Ely went for a toolbar must Torpe Moscow, but Corbin first into deep six for a two kill. Corbin hits Ely with a Death Valley Drummer and a Brain Blast for a two kill and up his own. Ely escapes end of days. And then Trigger for a powerbomb by his ribs gave out. So Ely gets back to his, he hits Corbin with a jackknife powerbomb. He goes to the top and hits Corbin to coast to coast. And then Trigger for a two player Moscow again, but Corbin reverses it and Ely slides into the mat and hits two H bombs. Hits a jumping H bomb, but Corbin sets up so Ely hugs him, then whispers up in the Corbin's ear, and then hits him with Torbo. Finally hits the Torpedo Moscow to get the win and retain the NXT title at 20 minutes and 53 seconds. I know I sound like a broken record here, but honestly, this, this match wasn't bad. I thought the crowd was different most. But honestly, I'm going to be up. This did not need to go 20 minutes. This should have cut at least five, six minutes out. I'm going to give this one a six out of ten. Then after the match, Trick Williams made his entrance and the show closed with Trick and Ely uh, talking trash to each other before Carmelo made his entrance, but the show cuts away. And that's how we close out the 2023 deadline show. Overall, I had a pretty fun time watching this show. I give this one a 7 out of 10. Overall, matches I recommend is Accent for Nathan Frazier, the North American title, and both Iron Survivor challenges. That's really the only four you really need to go out and watch. But yeah, that was NXT. And now we'll go over to Impact Wrestling's final resolution. This is the final uh, Impact show name under the Impact banner. As starting 2024, they are going back to Team A. So, Richard, before the show, we had eight matches announced, but uh, three got added, so made up to 11, while one got changed, which I'll get to in a second. So, three pre-show matches. PCO for Jesse, defeating Jesse V at 5 minutes 25 seconds. Jack Price v. AM Prince at 6 minutes and 31 seconds. Those two matches were added last minute. In the main event of the pre-show, Frank Kizir defeats Shawn Jean 6 minutes and 23 seconds. So the actual main show starts with Impact World Titles on the line as ABC, Ace Austin, Chris Bay rotates where Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards at 11 minutes and 36 seconds. Then the other match that was added at the very last minute, Jody Thread getting the win over Alicia Edwards 7 minutes and 44 seconds. For the Digital Media Tell, Tommy Drew retains over Diener 11 minutes and 38 seconds. Tag to match it, we had Speedball Mustang. So this match was supposed to be Mike Bailey for Trey Miguel. But this got changed to a tag match as B-Ball mounted as Mike Bailey and Trent Seven. By the way, who is signed now to TNA Wrestling. Defeating the Rascals, Trey McGowan and Sakura wins 15 minutes and 13 seconds. Jake Summers defeating Jason on 6 minutes and 51 seconds. Rhino defeating Moose by the squad at a minute 57. So the ma match got changed to a no DQ match. Or Moose defeating Rhino at 7 minutes 51 seconds. And then Jordan Grace and Knockout Shame Trinity defeating Dion Prize, which is such a limit to 1 second. And the main event, Josh Alexander and Zach Sabre Jr. defeating the Morris team, which you got Alex Shelley, and Chris Impact Watcher, Chris Sabre at 28 minutes and 8 seconds. On this show, I've saved just watch the oh, I say watch the Impact World Tide title match, the Knockouts tag match, and the main event. That's the only three you really need to go check out, but that's Impact Wrestling. Then we go over to Storm's Year and Tour Day Number Four. As we kick it off with a triple over the match, Mia Shirley called to Yusaki and new blood tag champ Saida via back blow at eight minutes in one second. And tag team matches stars new blood tag champ Heenan and Hazuki 
defeat our star champions Dal Damanos, May Sakura, and Tekla. Fifth 17, 8 minutes and 2 seconds. 8 women tied with Oitai's Momo Watanabe, Natsuhiko Tora, Starlight Camera, Roka. Defeating Queen Quest, God Star Champions, Yutama Hai Shista, and Sama Kamatani, although Mayama Saki and Azumi, at 10 minutes and 41 seconds via Peach Sunrise. Mega Bane defeating Scandinavian Hurricane via F5, 5 minutes and 46 seconds. Six women tied to bed with God's Eyes, Wonder Star Champion, Mirai, Emi Sore, Italy, and Suri. Defeating Cosmic Angels, Yu Misamori, and Sori Enu, along with Hanago, at 11 minutes and 26 seconds via Lyria. And then our main event, Tag Team Action, Double the Mondos. Our star Jim Julia and Michael defeating Crazy Star at 17 minutes and 55 seconds for Michinoku Driver 2 on May Sarah. So, stardom. Then we go over to Big Japan Pro Wrestling's Five Senses. And we kick it off with Aoshi Kamatai defeating Yuji Taniguchi by submission via Stretch Palm at 8 minutes and 41 seconds. Kazuki Hashimoto defeating Kazumi Yoshida via school by 10 minutes and 35 seconds. And Tatman, Yokohama Strong Street, Six Man Tatcha, and Royal Strong Heavyweight Champion, Yoyagi, and Yokota Sukafu defeating the uh, two thirds of the Yokohama Strong Street, Six Man Tatchups, Yuzumi Nakanoi, and Kazumi Kitayuta at 14 minutes and 12 seconds because of Hiri Chop. Yokohama Strong Street, Six Man Tatchup, Yuzumi Nakanoi defeating Yuji Tanaguchi, via Counter Pinball, 10 minutes and 31 seconds, and main event in a six man tag match. Hayoshi Kamatai, Kazuki Hashimo, and Kota Suki Fudi defeat Yokohama Chantry Six Man Tag Champs, Roshan Champion Yoyagi, and Kazumi Kitayuta, Timo Kayamasa Yoshida at 15 minutes and 55 seconds via Brain Buster. So that was Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to DDT Grano Dio Grand Prix Night 4. As we kick it off, this is A and B Block. As we kick off this show with a tag match. Two thirds of the six man touch of DOA over four Jim Mayo, Makoto Aoyoshi, and Dezoski Dino, Aikido, and Kazuma Sumi at nine minutes and 35 seconds for death penalty. And Tad's mention MJ Paul and Desuke Sasaki of Divination TA to beat Yuki Ino and Ryoga at nine minutes and 30 seconds for disqualification. And six man touch, we have Skyrim. International Chris Brooks and Tony Hanna and Takashi Masa defeat the Thursday Committee's Universal Gym Mo and Toy Kojima, along with Illusion at 13 minutes via Massa Power Kobu. And then a first of uh, four deal Grand Prix match. This is from B Block, Nanto, Ray Sao to be extreme champion, Kasuz Gahara, 12 minutes and 49 seconds via Dime Body Press. And our other B Block action, Cannon defeat Yuki and I. At 13 minutes and 47 seconds, by rep free stars via modified Cobra twist. And by for this match, if Nuki and I won, then basically anybody under uh Mo would have been mathematically eliminated. Basically, the only people left in B would be Mo and Yuki and I, but can basically say everybody from mathematically, with the exception of Custis Gahara. And then our last non title a uh, non tournament action for the All Asia Tag Team Dolls Champions Arash Yuki Sakaguchi. And then Daki Okatan to be burning six man tag team Junakiyama and Yusuke Okada at 16 minutes and 57 seconds for Quetzalcoatl. Then our first of two A block actions of Dio Grand Prix, Kazuka Hayaguchi to be Hashima at 13 minutes 14 Sophia Brain Claw Slam. In the main event, non title A block, Tosuya Endo to be KOD Opoichim Yuki Inoue at 21 minutes and 18 seconds, modified uh, Mike Katami. 
So it stands after night for an A block in first place because you've got Hayakuchi and Tusi Endo with four points, two wins, and one loss. Second place, KOD Opoichi and Yuki Inoue with three points, one win, one loss, one draw. In third place, Harshima with two points, one win, and two losses. And Yuki Inoue also has two points, but he's one win, one loss. And Desuke Sasaki in last place with one point, no wins, one loss, and one draw. Then in B block, first place, Yuki Inoue with six points, three wins, and one loss. In second place, Universal Gym Mo, Kenan, and Rice all tied with four points, two wins, and one loss. Chris Brooks in third place with two points, one win, and two losses. And then last place, Extreme Chim Kazuchikahara with zero points, no wins, and four losses. He's actually the only one out of this 12-man field that's actually mathematically eliminated. But that is DDT. Then we go over to Dragon Gate. Fantastic Gate Night 6. As we kick it off with a six-man tag, we have N3K's Mitsuhasuke Mitsuki, Sumich Mitsuki, and Yoshiji Kano to be open to triangle with James Punchdown and Yamano, along with Shai Hiko Boy. At 11 minutes and 22 cents for a diamond elbow draw. And Tad's match open to triangle with James Dragon King and Jake Sweet to beat Takashi Yoshida and Kyle Nagato at 7 minutes and 26 feet of maximum driver. Open to 20 game James Dragon Dia for each and end of no contest at 3 minutes and 42 seconds. And Tad's match gold class Koto Minor and Ben K defeating Natural Vibes, Big Bosh Mushu, and UT at 9 minutes 59 cents via Spear. Then Tad's match open to Brave Kid Jim Hyo and Louis Monte to beat Natural Vibes, Jackie Funk, Kame, and Kazi. At 10 minutes and 37 seconds via Samson Driver. <coughs> then our main events, 8-man tag team. We have D-Courage, open the 20 gauge at Yuki Yoshikawa, and Dragon D, along with the open the drink gauge at Madoka Kitayota. And Ryu Tanaka, defeating Seabrot, Shun Skywalker, Yushikiki Kato, Ishin and Kai, at 14 minutes 51 seconds via Triple DT. Originally, this was supposed to be a 6-man tag between Yushikawa, Kitayota, and Tanaka versus Skywalker, Kato, and Kai. But due to the no contest in the Dragon D Ishin match earlier in the show, they got changed to an eight man tag. So that is uh, Dragon Gate. And it will go to GCW. High is in the room too. As we kick it off with Jordan Oliver again, the win over Alex Price in 12 minutes and 22 seconds. That is six person tag match, death match, royalty, Matt Cardone, and Seth Delander, along with Jimmy Lloyd, Davina Los Macizo, Cyclone, and Medio Extremo. Team with a little Cholo at 8 minutes and 50 seconds. In a Fatal 7 DLC scramble match, Ninja McDevy, one call match, Bodhi Young Prodigy, Colorado, Dark Sheik, Manchester Danger, and Al Benito. 13 minutes and 29 seconds. Sintan Jackson to be George Shelf, 12 minutes and 25 seconds. For the GCO Tag Team Toss, Bounce is for our Dominic Gennari and Kevin Koo. Retains our Moss Language and Ray. Yamashista, who is the ultra-fallen champion, limits in 8 seconds. Big F and Joe defeating Sawyer Wreck, 8 minutes and 47 seconds. In Ted's match, we have Self-Pistic Savages, Jacob Fatu and Juicy Fanu defeating Second Gear Cruise, Effie and Mance Warren, 9 minutes and 1 second. For the GCD World Top, Blake Christian retains our starboard, Charlie, 16 minutes and 17 seconds. Seven main event, six, uh, sorry, mixed tag match, Tyler Falkyrie and Johnny Game Changer defeating Mikey Def Killers, Mikey Ito and Ned Gage, 17 minutes and 42 seconds. And the main event non-title, Andre El Idolo, getting the win over Extreme Jam Georgia at 28 minutes and 58 seconds. So that's GCW. I know we'll go over. To. The Sunday, November 10th show, uh, December 10th, November, December 10th. 
as we will kick it off with Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling's at uh they were at, at Aquarium. So there was four matches and they were split into two teams. So it was Yuki Sakisaki and Yuki Rai are the captains. So on team Sakisaki is Yuki Sakisaki, Soka Nakaji, Rocket Tatsumi, Masuki Susume, and Homari. And team Arai is <clears throat> Captain Yuki Arai, the one half of the Princess Tatchips, no Kata Yuta, Hyper Myself, Mario Watanabe, Raku, and Isari Endo. So the first match was a tag match. Team Arai, that is Mario Watanabe, Isari Endo, defeats Team Sakasaki's. Soka Nakajima and Hamurai at some minutes and nine seconds by the mention of a Canadian backbreaker. Then it <clears throat> tag to match away. Team Sucks, Raku, Raika Tatsumi, and Suits made defeat two, Team Arai, Yuki Arai, and Raku. Nine minutes and 50 seconds via front lock cutback. Match number three, it is Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuki Sasaki and Misuki, part of Team Sasaki, versus Team Arai's Prince Tatsumi no Kayuta. And Hyper Myself ends in a no contest in 8 minutes 51 seconds due to both teams stacking the referee. So the uh, score is 1 1 apiece. So our main event, we had a Aqua Stadium match. As Team Sakasaki to be Team Arai, 11 minutes and 53 is a free rolling elbow on, uh, sorry, Endo. So the score is 2 to 1. So that is. Uh, Tokyo Dish Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to Pro Wrestling Noah's Sunny Voyage Night number 34. We kick it off with Kai Fujimara and Hajima or defeat Super Crazy at Uowa. 10 minutes and 4 seconds by submission on Uowa and tag team action. Then Teriyaki defeat Extreme Tiger. 7 minutes and 20 seconds for playing the little main. Then in 6 minutes and we have Reels, Timothy Thatcher, Suji Taniguchi, and Saxon Huxley defeat Funky Express, Mohamed Yo, and Kaigo Saito. Oh, Daji Sawa. 12 minutes and 10 seconds to Fujiwa Armba on Osawa. The Alejandro defeat Tosuke at 9 minutes 19 seconds Jack Knife roll up. Then an 8 6 minute tag to wait. Good looking guys. LJ Cleary, Jake Lee, and Yohei defeat High 69. I Kochige Kochigay and Takashi Segura at 13 minutes and 37 seconds via Super Face G on High 69. Then tag to match, we had Itan Hayata defeating Suji Kano and Judah Milwaukee. 11 minutes and 38 seconds, we had Dropkick on Milwaukee. Then six minute tag, we had GCO with Jim Keno, Naimu Jamir Fuji, and Gosho Saki defeating Ducky and by Masakimi and Minova Soya at 19 minutes and 36 feet at God slash Toro O on Ducky Emba. Oh, that was the main event. <laughs> so that was Pro Wrestling Noah. And then we'll go over to New Japan World Wrestling's World Tag League Day 16. This is the finals of the 2023 World Tag League. As Bishmon looks to become the first team, not only the first IWGP Tag Teams to win a World Tag League, but also do a 3 P as they won 2021-2022. And also go looks for World Tag League win number 5. But the pre-show match was a Frontier Zone. As Ruzka Deguchi and Bullet Oleg Defeen, Kushin Pro Wrestling's Ascent. Asino and Kudai and Nosaki. Five minutes, 53 is the big Gale Clutch on Asino. So, actual show starts with a six man 10 matches. Atlas Jr., Sabanar Jr., Master Waddle. Defeat Dean Decay's Shane Hayes, Mikey Nicholson, Kuse Fujita at eight minutes, 34 Sophia. Tintin Kago, German Suplex on Fujita. Then, match number three, eight man tag team. Actually, we had Monster Sauce, Minoru Suki, and Yuji Nagao defeat Bull Club's Gabe Kit, Alice Coggan, Jack Bonds, and Balak Ballet. At 8 minutes, 49 feet, black, Blackout Sauce on Bonza. 
Match number four, an eight-man tag. We had nine empires. Jeff Cobb, Grail Kadinari, and Cal Newham defeat Chaos's Tomori Ishii one through them. Avoid six-man tag teams. And Toriyama, along with Youngblood, at six minutes and 55 seconds, defeat Tora, the Island, and Oscar Lube. Match number five, in tag match, House of Tortures, Ren Narita, and Sho getting the win over Tiger Mask and Sho Umino at 37 seconds via roll-up. Then match number six in six minutes, we had the other three members of House of Torture, Ishiburo Kamar, Ujiro Takashi, Evil, defeating Takuma Hama, Ryu Inoue, and Kitu Kimiya in 11 minutes and one second feet. Evil, everything is Evil and Hama. Match number seven in tag match, two thirds of the number, 0.6 minute tag teams, Katsushiko Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi, getting the wins over Gita Agony, 11 minutes and 54 seconds feet, Rainmaker on Toa Leona. Semi main match number eight and a 10 minute tag team match, we Los Angeles by State Pwns, Bushi, Sona Jr., Uji Tsuji, never Opoid Champion, Shingo Takagi, and Tsuji, Endo, Naito, the 2023 G1 Climax winner, defeating just five guys at 16 minutes, four seconds, for MX and Taka Michinoku, and our main event match number nine, the finals of the 2023 World Tag League, IWGP Tatches Bishamon, defeating the strong Opoid Tag Team Champions, Grails Adesi at 40 and a half minutes via Shoto on El Fantasmo. So for the third year in a row, Bishamon is your World Tag League winners. They also make history. Goto wins it for the fifth time and third first team to win as IWGA team champions. And we'll do that when they get to pick their challenges for Wrestle Kingdom. And we're getting Bishamon versus GOD Part 3 for both IWGB Tag Team and Trump Oboy Tag Team titles at Wrestle Game. But that is New Japan World Wrestle World Tag League. And it will go over to Storm's Urine Tour, day number five. As we kick it off with Sight, you know, defeating Yasuki, and I'm at the one second via Boston Crab. <laughs> then Megan Bay defeating Hanago at five minutes, 12 seconds at five. 2023 five star Grand Prix winner Suzuki defeating Yuna Miss Moore at five minutes, 23 seconds tequila shot. Then Tag Match of Crazy Star versus Stars ends in a 15 minute time limit draw. Their first of two eight woman tag team elimination matches. Oyatai Starlight Kid, Momotanami, Uruk, and Natsuhiko Tor, defeating God's Eyes at 15 minutes and 41 seconds via uh, Star Suplex on Scavenging and Hurricane. And then our main with the other eight woman tag team elimination match got Queen's Quest getting the win over Donald Mono 18 minutes and 26 seconds via German Suplex on May Sakura. Wait, uh, by the way, for the God's Eye Oi Ties match, uh, Starlight Kid was the source of art from that one. And for the Queen's Quest of the Mondo match, I think you told me what's the source of art for that match, but that was Stardom. I know we'll go over to. Tenure projects still revolution five eight. This is the evening show. I'll if I find the afternoon results, I'll tumble down Friday show. As we kick off with a tight match, we had Ken Hirari and Kazumi Yoshida getting the win over Mano Sasaki and Koro Natsu at five minutes fifty eight to fit Jackknife. Then tight with Naoki Tansaki and Takaro Katori defeating Jun. Masaoka and Masuki Watse at 15 minutes and 5 seconds via small package. Koji Amado defeating Cody 
Awasaki at 16 minutes at 296 feet. Kogo no Jensu. Then a triple third match lane, Buster beat Misaki Kono and Gina at 6 minutes 42 seconds via Firebird Splash. Semi main for the International Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Tallest Champions, the International Junior Weight Champion Yuna Samusu and Kite Yano defeating the challengers Keno, Kengo, and Kazuki Hashimoto, who was one third of the six man tag champs via LaFair on Hashimoto. And the main for the United Nations Tag Team Tallest Champions, Hikaru and Hideki Suzuki. Retained over Kohei Sato and Sushi at 18 minutes and 22 Sophia referee stoppage on Sushi. And it will go over to Whole Wrestling Waves uh, Osaka Rhapsody Volume 59. As we kick it off with I mean, Sasa Moro defeating Yako at 9-21 Sasa Dango. Then we had Tuspa Koragagi defeating Yuki Sakura at 9-36 Sakura Falcon Arrow. In a triple throw match, Sakura Arai defeating Asusuke Oyagi and Kario Sakiguchi. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Karaku Sakiguchi defeating Sakura Arai and Asusuke Oyagi at 12 minutes 59 seconds via Karahama. Then tag team match with Kensuji Tanaka. And Hanukkah defeating Kori Yoyama and Cherry at 15 minutes and 33 seconds via countdown. And the main event and tag team match we had the Regenda Wave Champion Finney and Kohaku defeat Yuki Masaki and one th half of the Horizon Wave Tag Team Champions Race Sarah at 22 minutes and 28 seconds via Rasha Hajma on Kohaku. And the close of this week's show will end with. Dragon Gate's Fantastic Gate, date number seven. This one is on the Dragon Gate network. So, opening match with an eight man tag match with open triangle game Dragon Gate, Tiro, Jinky Horiguchi, Takashi Yoshida, and Don Fuji. Getting the win over Natural Vibes, Jackie Funk, Kimei, Jason Lee, Big Boss, and Kazi at 12 minutes and I said backslide from heaven. Second match, six man tag match, we have M3K defeat Ultimate Dragon, Shahiko Boy, and Kado Nagato. At 11 minutes and 46, Fave Ryos on Nagato. Match number three. Open a triangle champion Yamal defeating Yoshiki Kato at 5 minutes and 26 seconds via disqualification. Match number 4 and tag match of Open a Barry for Kijim Ohio and Lewis Monte defeating Gold Class at 11 minutes and 11 seconds via Samson Driver. And match number 5, the main event, 6 man tag match. C. Brad's Shunsuke Wakakai and Ishim defeating D. Kurgis. Open a 20 gauge champion Yuki Yushikawa and Dragon Dia. Open a Dream Gate champion Matoka Kiki Yuta at 20 minutes and 57 seconds via SSW. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I will be back on Friday, Top of the Shows from Monday, Thursday, and hopefully Top of the Afternoon Show of Tenure Project. But have a good week, guys, and stay safe.